the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I identify myself as a Bible-believing, unashamed follower of Jesus Christ. I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Bernie Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view. The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD. Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call 1-877-BOB-LIVE. Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to a Friday edition of Bob Bernie Live. Thank you for joining me. And uh, every day I give you my phone number. Every day I tell you that I love to hear from our listeners But on Friday, the phone number is a little bit more significant because it's open phones. Occasionally, uh, one of you will call during the week and uh, my faithful screener, Jeff, will say, yeah, Bob has moved on and or that's off topic. Not on Fridays. Uh, There's no such thing as being off topic on Friday. I would love to hear from you. 877 Bob Live, 877-262-5483. Here is an update from a story that, to be really honest, I had forgotten all about it. It goes back to 2018. Uh, An evangelism team from Wheaton College in Chicago Uh, went into a public park to do some evangelism. Uh, They didn't have any uh, bullhorns. They didn't have a sound system. Uh, They weren't screaming. They weren't yelling. They weren't shouting. They were quietly sharing the gospel, asking people if they could talk about Jesus, giving out tracts and so forth. Well, they were arrested. They were arrested because they were conducting, quote, disruptive conduct in a city park in Chicago. Uh, remember the story now? Uh, if you're a longtime listener, you may remember us talking about this. Again, that was back in 2018. 
The evangelism team was sponsored by the Office of Christian Outreach um, at Wheaton College. Uh, the uh, The park was Millennium Park. Well, these uh, four Wheaton students didn't just go away quietly. Uh, they took it to court. And it's been in and out of the courts like so many of these things go in and out of the courts. One decision, and then that decision is overturned by another decision, and so on and so on and so forth. Well, this has come to an end. And yesterday, Chicago City Council agreed to pay over $205,000 to settle the lawsuit with these four Wheaton College students. Now, I would imagine they probably have all graduated uh, by now. But they won. City Council approved the settlement 48 to 0. What? They have 48 people on City Council? Well, evidently. Quote, the uh, City Council approved the settlement, accepting the recommendation of the Committee on Finance to pay the students. And here's the settlement. $5,000 in damages each. And $185,000 in attorney fees. Isn't that the way it always is? Uh, Some of you have seen, I think, what is it? um, Facebook? Class action lawsuit? If you were a member, if you were a participant in Facebook between such and such a date and such and such a date, you could be a part of a whatever million dollar payout. (laughs) The only people that are going to get any money out of that are the attorneys. You know, there are going to be so many people involved in that payout, that settlement. You know, you might get $3.47. I don't know. But anyway, uh, the students, I don't think the money is important to the students. Uh, They won the case. It is clearly a freedom of speech case, clearly a freedom of religion case. They have stood up to the city of Chicago, and they have won. Good for them. Um, $185,000 in attorney fees, $5,000 in damages to each of the students. Um, They were kicked out of the park, arrested for, again, disruptive conduct. Now, here's the good thing. Not only have they won their case, for freedom of speech, freedom of religion. As a result, the city of Chicago has changed their uh, definition of disruptive conduct so that it will make other Christians, make it easier for other Christians to share their faith. Uh, Quote, the students were represented by the law firm Mock & Baker, After the judgment, the city rewrote its rules for Millennium Park to allow the evangelist, quote, more freedom to preach and hand out literature. So not only did they win for themselves, they won for others as well. Good for them. Good for them. This all began in 2018. It was settled this week. And Chicago has actually changed 
their um, definition of disruptive conduct uh, so as not to oppose freedom of religion, freedom of speech. Good for them. And then, here is another update. Jack Phillips. You probably immediately know the name Jack Phillips. He is the owner of Masterpiece Cake Shop in Denver, Colorado. He is the gentleman that has been unbelievably harassed by the folks in Denver and the state of Colorado. You may remember he was charged with uh, discrimination uh, because he refused to uh, design a wedding cake for a homosexual couple. Uh, He lost in this court, that court, this court, that court. It finally went all the way to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court ruled in his favor. But it was a narrow ruling. And so... I am certain that Jack Phillips thought, well, that's done, over, finished, I'm not going to be harassed anymore. Well, no sooner had the ink dried on the uh, judgment from the Supreme Court in Jack Phillips' favor, a uh, transgender attorney in Denver intentionally set Jack Phillips up for another confrontation with the Human Rights Council and blah, 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 blah. And he's back in court again. And lower courts have ruled against Jack Phillips. He's already been to the Supreme Court and won. So he's back in it again. And just yesterday, uh, through the folks at ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom, he has appealed his case to the Colorado Supreme Court. My goodness, I hope he wins. This poor guy, I've interviewed him a couple of times on the program. He is a kind, gentle, unassuming, humble man. He never, he never sought a court battle. He never sought any attention. He just owns a cake shop, and he just wants to design cakes and cookies and donuts and whatever. And he has been brutally attacked by the gay mafia. And uh, they just will not let up. So anyway, yesterday, he has appealed his case to the Colorado Supreme Court. Uh, How long that's going to take, I don't know. But I certainly, certainly hope he wins. We'll, uh, We'll keep an eye on that. All right, quick break. My number, 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. Live, looking at today's news through a biblical worldview. It's Friday, and my number is 877-BOB-LIVE, 877-262-5483. 
And uh, we're going to go to the phones. And I've got Harrison over in the Dayton, Ohio area. Harrison, welcome. You're on Bob Bernie Live. Thanks for calling. Thank you, Bob. It's good to be here. Well, thank you. Good to have you on the air. What's on your mind? So I was listening to your broadcast, and I found the comments about the Colorado Supreme Court case to be interesting. And I grew up Christian, and uh, I actually just now am finishing up law school. And I am just curious how individuals can somehow claim religious protection through blatant discrimination against uh, minority classes throughout the United States. Uh, in my teachings of Christianity and my understanding of religion uh, are obviously contradictory to that, and I don't, and I don't understand how somebody can hide behind the Bible or their faith as a way to justify discrimination. Okay, let me ask so you a question. Your are. Okay, yeah, okay. Let me ask you a question, uh, hypothetical. Uh, here is a bakery owned by uh, black folks. A black family owns it. Um, and a KKK guy comes in in a white hood and says, uh, I'm having a party down the street with some of my KKK brothers, and uh, I want you to put on the cake, all uh, all black people should be killed. Should that black baker be forced to make that cake? I, I think that that's a hard comparison because you're taking something like religion which in this country, this is a majority, okay. the largest religion in this country. All right, all right, let, me, let me give you another question. We have a Muslim okay. baker, a Muslim-owned bakery, and uh, someone comes in and says, uh, I want you to make a cake for me, and I want you to put on it that Allah is a fraud, or make it a little worse, uh, Allah is a blank and a an obscenity. Should that that Muslim baker be forced to make a cake condemning his own God and his own religion? Again, I don't think that it, it's it's hard to make these hypotheticals because you're taking minority viewpoints that in this country have been subjected to generations of violence, and you're changing that out for the majority opinion. But, well, wait, wait, wait. What's the difference between a Muslim being asked to violate his personal religious convictions about his God and a Christian being asked to violate their personal religious convictions? See, you. Comes, what's the difference? When it comes to the characteristic of the sexual orientation of the individual. That's why it's not tracking. Excuse me? There's. The sexual orientation of the group, the uh, the same-sex couple, in the case of the, of the Colorado case. right. But we're talking about religious. Is, we're talking about religious convictions. That's why the illustration, I think, with the Muslim baker, is is very appropriate. I, I mean, if that's the argument you want to make, I just don't see how that necessarily tracks. But why not? So, with the Muslim baker. You are asking for them to directly go against their religion by saying an expletive that is directly towards their religion, which would be offensive to any reasonable individual. With the baker in the Colorado case, you are taking an individual who is in in their business, and they're not being asked to 
defame or slander or put an obscenity on the cake. They're just asking to be to have a cake made for a same-sex couple. Which deeply so offends his Christian beliefs. Deeply offends again, his own personal Christian beliefs like the Muslim. I, I just find it interesting that a Muslim would be defended and a Christian would not in something that is at least similar. Or, I, I okay, let's really just say though. let's just say Allah is a fraud. Okay, take away the obscenity. Mm. Allah is a fraud, or Allah is a false god. No one is going to ask that similar. Muslim baker to do that. But it's not factually similar, though. They weren't asking the Christian baker to say that Christ was a fraud or whatever have you. They were just asking him to make a cake. That's why it's not an accurate similar situation. I, I, I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree. Oh, marriage, I don't agree, marriage I don't is... I agree that you can take religion and use that as a pretext for discriminating against protected classes of people. I think if it truly is about Christianity and the principles and the underpinnings of the Christian teachings, we shouldn't sit here and allow people to hide behind the Bible and use that as their reason to discriminate against people. But I don't think they are hiding behind the Bible, and I th- I find that comment offensive. To be just honest, well, I am sorry I, to, have been, to I, well, that's that's you, fine. Do hey, that, but... hey, listen, <laughs> I get offended all the time, or people try to anyway, uh, and that's okay. I mean, that's that's no big deal. I'm just trying to be honest. I find that offensive to say you're hiding behind the Bible. A a a, it is not like. Someone walking into a Christian baker and saying, hey, I'm a homosexual and I want to buy a dozen cookies. I want to buy a dozen donuts. If that Christian baker said, oh, no, you're a homosexual, I'm not making you any donuts, then that's a case. But when you are being asked to use your creative talents to affirm something that violates your personal Christian belief— the Constitution affords us the right to not do something that would offend our own personal religious beliefs. And the music's telling me that uh, we're get, we got to go, Harrison. I wish we had more time. Seriously, call back again and we'll talk about it again. I'm thankful that you called today. Thank you. All right. We'll be back. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.